Podcast morning market roundup. Well, it's not really morning right now, I guess, but uh, market roundup with Chip Nellinger. So, Chip, man, they had the uh, we talked on Wednesday, and there was going to be a uh, report that came out on Thursday, and uh, the markets rebounded quite nicely to what uh, the report had to say uh, through Thursday and into Friday. Uh, just got my alert here. It looked like the uh, markets opened up down over for the overnights going into uh, the first part of the week. So, um, Give me your reaction to that report and, and what kind of what you think what you're thinking about the outcome there. Yeah, the market um, really took those reports pretty well. Uh, for one, corn yields went down a half a bushel. They expect them to go up a half a bushel, so that was obviously supportive to the corn market. Um, beans, they were looking for just big bearish increases in yields, only about three tenths of a bushel. But here's where it really got interesting. They cut six hundred thousand. Uh, acres out of the harvest acreage number so that's about uh if you figure it um you know 52.8 bushels or wherever they were at um you know that really kept the carryout from growing that much it went up 45 million bushels but not as much as expected so everyone's short beans the funds are short uh expecting this big bearish report and we didn't get it so the market rallied as a result. Now, now beans are still stuck in the middle of the range that they've been in for quite some time. But corn broke out to the upside. If you just look at the corn chart, which a lot of times we can debate all this fundamental information. It's raining, it's not raining. The carryout shrunk, the carryout went higher. If you just look at a chart, sometimes it'll tell you. And the corn chart looks phenomenally good, like we're going to go higher. Now, as we record this, we're down just a little bit. Not surprising because it's it's an overnight Sunday night, not much going on. We had a nice rally. Um, I don't think that matters uh, one bit. I think the corn market still looks good for higher. If you want to talk about fundamentals, it's pouring down rain here in Illinois. Um, there's more rain coming in the Western Corn Belt. They've had massive amounts of rain. This is not the greatest harvest in the world, right? We still have two-thirds of the crop in corn and beans to get out of the field and uh, and not a great forecast. Now, it's better than it was. There's some some periods here of, um, you know, dry weather and clear weather. But if you just had 20 inches of rain in the last three weeks, you need more than four days of dry weather, right? You need, like, some sun shining and, and, uh, and some heat. And we're not going to get that. Here in Illinois, we're not going to be north of 60 for like eight days, nine days. Um, so it is cooler than expected. It's wetter than expected. It is not a, it's not great bean cutting weather. It's, it's not great for what corn is left, and there's a lot of it left. So, you know, the path of least resistance right now is for higher um, in all these markets. We'll see what happens in the November crop report. But, um, you know, you and I have talked about this for quite a while. Just in the, in the state of Illinois, they had us 13 bushels higher than a year ago. I didn't think that 
that was even remotely possible. They went down a couple bushels. It's going to keep going down. I'm not saying it's worse than a year ago, but we're certainly not 13 bushels higher than a year ago. And the longer this uh, cold, wet weather sticks around, the more field loss you're going to have. Um, stands are horrible. You're, you got corn going down. People are going one way in beans because beans are going down. It's just kind of a uh, disastrous harvest in a lot of in a lot of ways, and that does not bode well for yields. That does that's not a big crop getting bigger type of a situation. So um, we dodged a bullet with that report, and uh, we'll see what happens with the weather. But uh, technically, this market looks good for some further upside going forward. Not that we're going to just run straight up. I'm not saying that. But you can start making an argument that maybe the worst is behind us now. Right. Yeah, I mean, back to the, the point on the weather. This morning I woke up out here. We had uh, 20 degrees and 7 inches of snow. So we had, uh, and they're, they're, having, they're just now starting to, to get into the field with cutting, uh, with picking corn. So um, that's going to slow them down tremendously out here for a while. I think end of the week we're supposed to be up into the 60s by the end of the week. But... Um, there, there is some chance in there for some other weather events and those kind of things. So, the weather is starting to play a bigger factor than in, than it has been in uh, in a, probably a few years. Especially what we see down in Oklahoma, Kansas, Texas, where it was so dry for so long, and now you're looking at you know historic flooding that you're seeing down there between two different tropical depressions that kind of hit in one spot, plus the hurricane event that you have off into uh, the southeast. There's going to be some big changes just because of the weather in the marketplace. Yeah, there's a tremendous amount of, of uh, corn left in the field, a lot of beans. Like you said, um, it's just really weird. We um, Friday here, it literally went from um, on, let me get this right, on Wednesday, it was like 85 degrees here. This is no exaggeration. 85 degrees in central Illinois with the air conditioning on. On Friday, it was 36 and snowing. Yeah. And it's just, um, like you mentioned, there's there's rain. They, I read a story this morning. North Dakota had like, has had like 19 inches of snow so far. Yeah. I mean, they just barely got to start with harvest out there. Yeah. And um, it's, it's not good. Uh, and I'm not, I don't want to build a big bullish situation. Right? We're going to get the crop out of the field. We always do. It might be February. It might be March. We always get the crop out of the field. But um, the longer and the later this gets, the more you're going to shave off. It's not 10 bushels nationally. It might be a bushel or two. It might be three in corn. It might be a bushel or two in beans nationally. But the, the bottom line is the crop's likely not getting bigger. It's getting smaller. And we've already digested the biggest yield. So uh, the path of least resistance now with the funds being short um, is it's October. We've probably passed the point where a harvest low comes in. They need to get out of their short positions. That that's a buying situation where they get exit their short positions, and it's going to create a little buying here. So that's a, it's a good it's a good situation. But I would tell you, uh, you know, any producers out there looking at this, watching this, um, don't get all bold up that we're going to go to five dollar corn and twelve dollar beans. Right? Look at your gross dollars. Look at where your yields are at. There's enough carry in the market if you all aren't storage. Um, you got to reward this rally that's coming over the next couple of weeks. Uh, don't be afraid to sell it because the gross dollars are there. And you also have to look at the 19 crops as well because uh, this acreage thing is really crazy. As crazy as I've seen in a long, long time. You would think it favors corn. 
but 40 to $60 an acre nitrogen costs are going up. Um, lots of cash flow and, and, you know, working capital issues. Bankers are going to be involved. So I'm not a big believer yet that we're going to plant four or five million more corn acres like a lot of people think. So this thing's crazy. It's, uh, it's an insane market. I've never seen a market like this in, in a long, long time. The tariff situation, when are we going to get that figured out? Who knows? This thing uh, just gets a little bit uh, crazier every day, it seems like. One, one question here, and then we'll, we'll wrap it up here. So with the hurricane situation that we saw in the southeast and the amount of, of uh, cotton that got destroyed, um, obviously the cotton prices are going to see, a, a, I would assume, that you would see a fairly big jump there. If that does happen, do you, do you see more, maybe some wheat acres in Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas, get dispersed and put into cotton if the cotton price jumps way up? Yeah, absolutely. That was, we haven't even talked about that, right? With all this wet weather, there's portions of Kansas uh, and Oklahoma that have had, you know, six to eight inches of rain here in the last couple of weeks, two, two, two and a half weeks. Um, some of those areas get, you know, I don't know, 16, 18 inches of rain annually. So they've had in two weeks uh, more than uh, just call it a half of what they get uh, in a in a year. Well, it's not the greatest time in the world, right? So if that continues. You're going to pare back uh, potentially uh, planted acreage in wheat. That becomes supportive in wheat. We haven't even talked about that. Wheat's been going sideways for, for six weeks. Um, I think wheat and corn especially may have uh, an argument that you could have a nice rally. Um, acreage could be uh, you know, at risk here as far as getting too late in the time frame. Maybe they're going to still plant wheat, but it's going to be a, 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 a lower you know, acreage potential. Maybe they're going to switch wheat to to cotton. Um, this acreage thing is really, um, and you're not going to figure it out right now. I mean, you will on the, on the wheat, obviously, but, um, you know, cotton, corn, beans, that's going to be something that uh, still is going to be debated for the better part of four months, five months here until you get into spring. And uh, this thing is really uh, going to be affecting the market. And this thing's, you know, three weeks ago, we thought this is just cutting stone it's just a massive crop getting bigger and we're going to go to you know seven dollar beans and, and three dollar corn well that's not the case now and you've got all these interesting uh, acreage scenarios with mother nature uh, playing a big hand in this uh, and that's what it always boils down to right we're at the mercy of mother nature and she's uh, she's not being uh, the friendliest right now yeah so that report came out thursday and there was how did the uh the cattle market react there towards the end of the week. It looked like there was a bit of a, a dip in some prices there. Yeah, cattle um, did have the greatest week in the world. We had a lot of stock market volatility, right. big down week in the stock market. And uh, when there's not much news talk about, the, the cattle market is highly correlated uh, with the stock market. So uh, it's October. Historically, the stock market has a poor uh, showing in October. You're seeing that again this month. And that's spilling over and uh, and hitting the cattle market. But with that being said, we're about one sixteen ish on um, the uh, December contract. You're going to find good support in this level. You, you really uh, support well this week. So that doesn't say we can't go a little bit lower. But I think you're going to find good buying on the breaks in cattle here. I think that uh, you know by the time December cattle go off the board, you're going to spend some time north of one twenty. So it's probably buying opportunity. Um, you know, in, in an, an area not to get panicked about. If you do go a buck or two lower in cattle, I don't think it's the end of the world. Um, just be patient. Uh, but the cattle market is not 
acting real great. The hog market isn't as well. I think most of that is correlated to the, the uh, break that we've seen in the stock market here this past week. Yeah, there's been a, the stock market, they were, they were selling on, on the speculation of uh, inflation. And that's really what that was coming down to. They were worried about interest rate costs and, and how that inflationary patterns and those kind of things. So um, the, the stock market and, and the cattle market do have a pretty distinct uh, relationship with each other when you start looking at how they, the ebbs and flows of those marketplaces. Yeah, and when you see this uh, break in a stock market like this, it's in the big picture, it's not that big of a deal. In, in the last two months, it's a big break. Uh, but you do have a lot of money flow, and, and right, uh, you know, there's billions, if not uh, most likely trillions of dollars that flow in and out of the stock market. So if there's a um, situation here where they think the stock market is overvalued and going to have a, a deeper break, you know, a lot of that money finds a, a place and they go to something that's cheap. They don't necessarily want to make a lot of money. They just don't want to lose any more money. Right. So, uh, you know, what's cheap? Well, raw assets are cheap, corn, beans, wheat. Uh, in the big picture, uh, hogs are cheap, relatively speaking, even though we rallied $10. In the big picture, you know, $116 cattle are cheap. We've been 150 to 170 in recent years. Um, so that, you know, definitely needs to be watched. If the stock market breaks further, uh, that's going to flow some money into commodities. And, and uh, you know, grains and livestock are going to be the benefit of that. So the stock market definitely is uh, something to keep an eye on here for the next two or three weeks. Wow. All right, Chip. Well, I think we've pretty much covered the report and kind of what the side effects of, of the report and how it came back out. So we talked about every week, every time we're on here, guys want to work on a plan or build a plan or, or look at their plan. What's the best way to do that, Chip? Yeah, just give us a call at the, at the office, 309-550-7213. Uh, it's, uh, it's never the wrong time to talk about a marketing plan, a risk management plan. And more importantly, how are you going to execute that? It's one thing to have the plan. Everybody can do that on the back of an envelope. But how do you execute that plan and, and change it when you need to? So uh, we'd be happy to chat with you. Right on. All right, Chip. Well, uh, we'll catch you on Wednesday. Until then, have a good first part of the week, and uh, we'll talk to you then. All right. You too. Thanks, Casey. All right. Thanks, Chip. Moving higher in the 21st century. Hard-working people